How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's a Miller Lite Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, real quick, before we uh, get to know Thomas Brown, the newest Texans head coaching candidate, um... Quick local news item. For those of you that are uh, bar enthusiasts in the Upper Kirby Montrose area, Griff's burned to the ground last night. Griff's Irish Pub. You ever been to Griff's, Seth? Probably at some point. You're many years in Houston. Um, Oh, no, I was... um, Yeah, I have been. I have been, yes. Little little neighborhood Irish pub, dive-ish bar, and it burned to the ground last night, man. That's... uh, Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like back in the late '90s, when Jim Rome was a big thing on this station. Yeah, there was a huge Jim Rome gathering at Griff's of like all the Rome listeners and stuff. Uh, that was uh, mm-hmm. a clone stock. Uh, that was fun. Those were good times, and 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 they had a good steak night and everything too. Wow. Okay. So Griff's. Yeah, my wife's uh, my wife's softball team used to go do stuff at Griff's. Yeah, That's yeah. I remember Griff's. Oh, R.I.P. Fun joint, man. Okay. So yeah, if you're just waking up, uh, R.I.P. Griff's. That sucks. Um, okay, so the Texans, Thomas, no easy way to segue off of that. Um, Thomas Brown is the latest head coaching candidate. He is the assistant head coach and tight ends coach for the Rams. He had been the running backs coach for a number of years and transitioned over to tight ends coach. They did a getting to know you video for Thomas Brown on the Rams website. Here's a little bit of background on him as a player. He's a young guy. He's a young guy. Went to, he, uh, went He's to a young George. guy to be an assistant assistant head coach, especially. Usually assistant head coach is like some uh, like an older guy, like a David Culley guy. Yep. Like that's been around a while and maybe you just want to get that, you know, attached to his name and give him a nod of respect or pay whatever. Pay raise. It, Good way to get a pay yeah, raise. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's like it's a bit of a nod sometimes. Yeah. So for a younger guy I think it feels a little bit more like maybe they've tabbed him for this, that he's just got that, that kind of personality. You'll hear in this in these cuts here that we're about to do, he's 36 years old, went to Georgia, um, injured in his rookie year, injured on the in the last preseason game of his rookie year and, and then never saw the field. Here's, here's part about his journey. He's one of the greatest competitors I've ever been around. You know, that's why he's also the assistant head coach. I mean, you play running back, dog, you're wrong. You're a very good player all through high school, all through college. So you get into the league, yep. you're, you're living your dream, and then the injury. My rookie year is the last preseason game, and I get horse collar. Completely rips my groin off the bone. Now, of course, my dreams were to go play in the league, maybe play seven, eight, nine, ten years, and go retire soon on the beach somewhere. I didn't even get it started. That was part of my passion to get back into coaching because of my experience trying to move on past the game of football. All right, so that's that. he was injured. He ended up 
being with the Cleveland Browns for a couple of years, but he, you know, he was in and out of the league. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that horse collar tackle that uh, that, that put him down. It was Dude. ugly. It was a danger. That might have been one of the what year would that have been? Two thousand. Might have been back when they. Two thousand eight. When they really cracked down on horse collars. That's right. That was That's an right. ugly one. It was nasty. It was nasty. Ripped the groin off the bone. So, so that was sort of his history as a player. Brief history as a player. Um, here is uh, here is a, a part of this uh, getting to know you video on Thomas Brown where he talks and others talk about the evolution of his coaching style. What are the tools that you think you've picked up? You know, first and foremost, Sean is by far and away the best communicator I've been a part of. Have the opportunity to be able to kind of see firsthand what an elite head coach looks like has been a blessing. Hey, yo, 11, 11. So to move over to tight ends, how, if at all, do you think that that helps you? It's been awesome for me to kind of grow from a development standpoint, but also step myself in a different room. He's always had that big picture perspective. He's really attacked the role with the right mindset and mentality. Catch Tucker Bryce every time. <laughs> Put it away faster. Good. There you go. Good. Perfect. Perfect. How would you describe your coaching style? I'm definitely energetic. Hey, old fan, come around the back. Very matter of fact, securing himself. Very demanding of his guys. Every rip a game rep. Full speed. All right, so energetic coaching style. Made the transition from running backs to tight ends coach this year. I wonder, and, and with Sean McVay having the burnout like he does, I this would be an interesting thing to interview with Thomas Brown about is just, okay, what were your responsibilities this year? I have, I have a feeling that they might have been above and beyond some of the sometimes more just kind of nameplate nameplate issues of an assistant head coach. A lot of times the assistant head coach is like a consultant to the head coach or consigliere. And I wonder if, I wonder if Thomas Brown tried to take some of the load off Sean McVay or that Sean McVay tried to have him take more of the load off of him as he's been struggling and grappling with whether or not he wants to even coach. Yeah. I wonder if he's viewed as a candidate for the Rams head coaching job. If Sean McVay steps aside, right? Like it's an easy transition. You keep the staff in place. Yeah, don't be using us just to drive the price right. up, up, Thomas Brown. Yeah, we are, we, are we for real? You got to tell us right now. That's right. You're just using us. Right, right. Do you love us? You know, if we walked up to you on the field like Hopkins to Belichick and said, "We love you, man," would you say, "I love you too"? The Rams are. You know what? Sean McVay's really putting the Rams in much more of a pickle than Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre ever did with the the Packers. With every day that because, goes by. Yeah, I mean, because this is it's go time. You know, free agency doesn't begin until March. Like, so when a player drags his feet on his retirement or something like that, it's you've got time to work with it and massage it. Right now, I mean, staffs are being interviewed, positions will be filled, and guys on his team, he's told everybody on his team, go ahead and look elsewhere. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, maybe Thomas Brown did feel like he was had a chance of being next in line with the Rams, but now he's he can't sit around and wait. He's nope. got to get a move on yeah. one more from thomas brown this is about relationships it's about relationships connecting with guys starting to figure out every guy in my room ticks and it's my job to bring the best out of that player it's my job man make you right to me nothing prepares me more to become a head coach than my job right now so being locked in as the assistant head coach the tight ends coach helping shine in every way aspect possible it also brings life our players and trying to elevate those guys from a production standpoint <laughs> been right that way in my entire life you set a goal you make a goal okay what's next all right so you know, he checks. I think he checks a lot of boxes for Texan fans, Seth. Like, you know, young, energetic guy. Comes off a good coaching tree. You know, presumably whoever he would be bringing with him maybe to run the offense is somebody that runs a, a style of offense that's in vogue in the NFL these days. And I kind of liked his vibe from this three-minute this three video. If this, were, uh, you know, if this were a dating service, I would have been like, you know what? I'll go out on a date with this guy. Uh, I think he – I wonder if he's kind of like a Mike Vrabel. 
where Vrabel, you know, Vrabel obviously had more of a, a playing background and resume from having been a player in the NFL, a very good one, but was also as a coach just notably very energetic, running around all over the place. Uh, as as Battle Red blog dubbed him, and I still love this, <laughs> it was leader of men, haver of it. Yes, it what we all just, want. Awesome, which usually I would say only 5% of the time is accurate, but I think with Vrabel it was accurate, and who knows, maybe with Thomas Brown it's accurate. I'm a little bit upset with him that the first couple times I heard Thomas Brown, I thought it was Thomas Davis, uh, the linebacker, and I thought uh, I got a little bit excited about that, which because that that would really remind you of a Mike Vrabel, wouldn't it? No doubt. Dude, Thomas Davis would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. He's doing, he's on TV now. He's doing a good job. Okay. Um, Middle screen is sending us some texts here to the trailer wheel and frame text page. <laughs> and it's, this is true. we got to get to some of these wild card games later. He says, I've been so caught up in the coaching search, I haven't even thought about the wild card games this weekend. Yeah. No, that's 100% true. <laughs> I, I, I had the same thought this morning. I was like, oh, it's not – is it football Friday? I, I suppose it really should be since the actual NFL Dude. teams, the good ones, are, are playing this weekend. I thought the same thing, man, between the coaching oh, search and the Texans had a bunch of us over to the stadium last night to – Talk about the new uniforms down the road, some of the concepts yeah. and things like that. Like I'm, I've been so distracted with the Texans, I forgot there's there's still football going on right are now. Are you are you excited about it? Generally speaking, I'm excited about the new unis. Yes, the new uniforms. Yeah, yeah okay. very very excited. Very. Excited. If there's one thing about the Texans that they've done, and I think people who are really really angry at the Texans right now acknowledge. You know, because going back to the summer, they really are trying to listen, listen, like actually listen, big time. And, and maybe, like, change their opinions about some things about the organization that I feel like maybe in the past they had steadfastly (laughs) held on to certain notions about how the team should look and be run and everything, where now I think they're they're genuinely much more open to, like, okay, you know what, uh, let's let's actually listen to the customers and listen to the fans and hear what they want and uh, what's important to them and all that. So that's good. Yeah. Obviously, you got to deliver on it, but it's good that they're making that step. That was a big, big talking point in the meeting last night, Seth, was the fan input on this stuff. There's not a lot we can share on the air about it. We've been sworn to secrecy on some of the stuff. A lot of this stuff about the uniforms, but somebody what, grabbed Sean by the lapels, right, and and shoved him up against the wall and threatened him. That they, if, you, if you ever leaked any they, word of it, they, they had a giant wall non-disclosure agreement, like Willy Wonka on in the yeah. chocolate factory. We all had to sign it at the bottom before we went in there. We had to sign the wall, um, and we can't take any it. can't take any fizzy lifting <laughs> drinks or everlasting gobstoppers. They made sure that we're not allowed to do that. But what, what I was going to say was they shared a lot of data with us. That yeah. about the fan input on this stuff, where they're from the surveys and social media and things like that. Like the stuff they're doing is huge input, huge input from the fans. So, um, middle screen's other text here said, I listened to the athletic podcast with Mike Sando and some GM, and both of them spent five minutes bashing the Texans' job, saying they have no idea who would take it and how they'd advise their client not to take it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to listen to that and bash them myself. That's right, that's right. One good bashing deserves another. And honestly, look, nobody loves bashing uh, the Texans more than myself when they deserve it. And they deserve a bashing or two about various things right now. It is annoying, and I think a lot of Texans fans feel this way. (laughs) They'll look around at the national media and be like, yes, yes, you should be criticizing them, but you're doing it in the wrong way. You're criticizing them inaccurately. There's certain things that you're saying about them that aren't quite true. I've told you, like the Texans fans for the most part – 
that are upset about Lovey Smith or David Culley aren't as much about they don't disagree that those guys aren't the guy moving forward. It's why were they hired in the first place? Right. We're outside the city. They're saying, how could you possibly fire David Culley? Texans fans are saying, no, 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 no. Listen, what it's why did you hire David Culley? And likewise, and there was, you know what, Trey Wingo yesterday, this is the one that annoys me just because of the inaccuracy of it all. Uh, Trey Wingo said that the Texans will have had five head coaches in the last four years, um, which okay. – which, okay, yes, four coaches in four years is too many, obviously. Sure. But you're doing that thing where, A, you're including the coach that's just getting hired in this season. Yeah. Um, but also you're including Romeo Cronell, the interim coach, in that count. Yeah. Which I don't – That nobody counts the interim coach in terms of a number of head coaches you've I'm had in the last few years. I'm inclined to agree with you there. And by the way, yeah. and by the way, I would love to go back and see what Trey Wingo said when they fired Bill O'Brien. Actually, I wouldn't. I really don't care what Trey Wingo said, but I'm just the logic of all of it. Yeah. If you praise the firing of Bill O'Brien four games into that season, by definition, you're not allowed to include the interim coach in your little counts of coaches there, right? Yeah, like yeah, you're praising yeah. something that by by nature has to have an interim head coach. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like if yeah. you thought it was a great move to fire Bill O'Brien four games into the season. Then an interim head coach is just part of the broken glass, and you're not—you are not logically allowed to include them in some sort of negative stat about the team. And it, but it's an argument they hate getting into because, like, the first thing you have to do is acknowledge. But yeah, listen, I know right, it's bad. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, don't get, don't get me wrong. I know it's bad, but just be honest about it. Right. You know, like I, I have a, you know, I've lost a measure of respect for Trey Wingo because he's obviously being dishonest. Like it's just he lacks integrity in that moment. He's being fraudulent in his take. Uh, so I, I've lost respect for Trey Wing. That almost happened to me yesterday with Lopez. Um, Lopez put a tweet up. Lopez is campaigning hard for Sean Payton, and he put yeah. up a tweet yesterday that said that Sean Payton averaged 10.5 wins a season over his 12 seasons in New Orleans. How could Texan fans not be in on this guy when the Texans have only had two seasons where they've won more than 10 games in their entire history, and I'm thinking, I'm going, it's actually three that they've had more than ten wins. And as I was about to tell John, it's three. I'm going, okay, well, that's still not that good. You know what I mean? Like, it's in 20 <laughs> yeah, seasons. I'd have been, you know, like, but my reply, if someone did that to me, right, my reply would have been, great. Three. Right, right, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. But when something's exaggerated, I yeah. feel like there's a measure. If it's an honest mistake, it's an honest mistake. If you're saying if you're including an interim coach in your count of head coaches, that's not an interim. It's disingenuous, Seth. That's a yeah. Disingenuous. Um, Let's see more text. The coaching search has a lot of people texting in this morning. Um, (laughs) Middle screen. One more. Thomas Brown. Too short. Hard pass. He can't base it on. Well, he's a running back. You know what are you going to do? Yeah. Short folks. Right. They're basically uh, like Altuve's. you just gotta like remember Altuve in Venezuela is the average height of a Venezuelan. Yeah, we've yeah. done this research, and um, so like a running back is not short when he's yeah. amongst running backs. He's like a Venezuelan amongst Venezuelans. He's right. like Altuve amongst Venezuelans. So is Thomas Brown amongst running. Backs. By the way, are they, interview- are they interviewing any GMs for the Astros GM job? I've heard, heard nothing about. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> they have a GM, a GM opening search. right now. <laughs> do we have any? Do we have any jaunty little ditties? Do we have any really jaunty, jaunty little highly produced uh, PR pieces about any of the potential GMs? I've seen see nothing. Yeah, no. Here's a nerd video about David Stearns. Um, <laughs> two one, uh, one two one five on the trailer wheel and frame text page. There's only two people that will bring sanity to the city. 
D'Amico Ryans or Sean Payton. It's that simple. I disagree. D'Amico Ryans, Sean Payton. I, mean, I got to tell you, this list, to, I would say to that listener, this list is a relatively sane list. Yes. I think they're – I don't know. I haven't spotted really a wackadoodle yet. I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if the guy comes in and he doesn't work out, we'll end up despising him at some point, and we'll start hating various parts of his personality. I've watched, you know, I've watched um, Ijiro Ivaro a little bit now, okay. and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to learn a little bit more about him later today. I'm intrigued because one of the videos I'm gonna watch has him talking to Dom Capers, um, and I and maybe it's because I've got that image in my mind, but I've watched a couple of press conferences with Ijiro Ivaro. He's a defensive coordinator for the uh, for the Broncos. Yep. Um, he looks like he is all business, like not in an annoying way, but just a, in a Dom Capers type of yep. way. Like Dom Capers was, you know, he'd smile and everything, but you would have thought that he was a, a West Point guy. Yep. You know, he's just kind of perfect posture, buttoned up, just all about football. And it feels like Ivaro may be that guy too, hmm. which, uh, which, is, which is nice. Those guys at least tend to age a little bit better through adversity. The Mike, McDon- Mike uh, McDaniel, for instance, I don't think he's going to age real well with adversity in that uh, in Miami. Why do you if say he gets that? Hired, because he just it wears on you, right? Like the goofiness. Oh. I saw it happen. Uh, I, th- I saw it happen in Jacksonville with Gus Bradley because he's like super positive. Ha- I saw it happen with Nathaniel Hackett real quickly in Denver. If you are super positive, happy, fun, joy, joy guy, uh, people start to blame that very thing that they love. For the fact that you're struggling, you're like, oh, yeah, we gotta get, it's we true. gotta get somebody who takes this seriously. And right. this is just, I mean, this is Mike McDaniel clown just jumping around, dancing on the sideline, and everything. That's an unchangeable thing with fans. They want coaches that appear to be hurting as badly as they're hurting after a loss. Oh, it's a huge thing. Dan Campbell. Oh my God, you drop a couple tears. Just, and who knows? You know, Dan Campbell may as well have just been crying because he ripped his groin trying to power clean 700 pounds on his way to the press conference. <laughs> at like, halftime. At halftime. I don't put it past game. him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to work out and burn off some of this stress There's before this presser. There's only one way we're going to come back from this deficit, and it's if I power clean these 850 pounds. In front of the team. LFG! <laughs> Uh, they come in. They come in at halftime, and he's got the he's got the Olympic bar and platform set up in the middle of the locker room. He's clapping his hands, and the dust is flying everywhere. They all gather around him like a YouTube video of some some Jalen Hurts squatting Dude, or something. Yeah, I feel like that might have happened at least three times this year. <laughs> LFG. Dude, that would work, man. Hey, hey, that would work. Oh, there's nothing like there's nothing like something really stupid to just latch on to. You're like, yeah, you know what? Let's Hell go. Yeah. Let's go with it. Dude, Let's just it's do all it. stupid. It's why yeah. not? Why not? All right, uh, <laughs> Peyton Pendergast with you on a football Friday. I didn't, I didn't know you had Dan Campbell in your bag. I, I didn't uh, either. I just decided to use it just now. I got I got to workshop it a little bit more. Well, this week. in that case, I've got some more. Well, I've got some more uh, Dan Campbell talking to Ben Johnson. The oh, good. Coordinator that the Texans interviewed yesterday uh, with, with some pretty good. We'll have to. We'll have to start. If they hire Ben Johnson, we got to do it's you on. and Dan, Dan Campbell. You, Dan Campbell, interviewing Ben Johnson. I'm on. That'd I'm in. Good. I'm in. I'm in. I like it. I like they it. might have to hire him just for that. <laughs> yes, for the comedy. Uh, all right, um, Payne and Pendergast. It's a football Friday. By the way, uh, Cal McNair uh, joining us in studio at 9:45 today, and he's going to stick around for the first segment of In the Loop as well. 
Uh, Callan, I believe Hannah's coming with him, too. So the McNairs will be up here uh, late in the 9 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. The Texans have the number two overall pick. The history of trading the number two overall pick since 2000. It's happened three times. If the phone rang and you're Nick Casario, do you say yes to any of these deals? We'll play that little game next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.